Welcome to Restless. Hey, I just want to say a big hello from the Restless podcast. We have been inundated with new listeners recently, thanks to some friends at the Society of Reformed Podcasters. And we just want to welcome everyone who might not be familiar with us here at Restless to the Restless Show. If you're just tuning in, you might want to go back and kind of find out what we're doing. The the three episodes that might be most helpful to you are the episodes titled Reformed, Young, and Restless. That's where we lay out what we think New Calvinism was or what is called the Young, Restless, and Reform Movement. We hope you enjoy the show. We'd love to hear from you. We have social media and an email address, restlesspodcasting at gmail.com. What you're going to hear right now is something Pastor Michael and I recorded right after the interview we released this weekend uh, with the author of The Reformed Resurgence, a big sociological study on the movement. And because we didn't get to talk about it in the episode, we spent a little time together talking about some major takeaways that we got from talking to him. We hope they're helpful. We hope you enjoy it. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. So it was fascinating and yeah. a totally different way of thinking about things than I think about them, or at least kind of, right? Like there's definitely overlap, but uh, that was incredibly like academic, scientific, like the way that he was able to dissect things from his research. Yeah. I think there are some things that, you know, we... Right. We were able to ask him about some of the things we've we've like posited, like, hey, is this the case? Right. right? Hey, is it just kind of evangelicalism? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And to our scientist Fred can say, yes, it is. Yes. To a T. Yeah. yeah I, I wanted to go in a bit more on the uh, I, I, we didn't have time and uh, maybe we'll have Brad back on to talk about it at some point. But uh, when I was asking about like the system being reactionary, in itself. Uh, I guess I wasn't necessarily thinking of new Calvinism as simply a reactionary system. Uh, but just in general, it does seem like, uh, each part of evangelicalism is defined in reaction to something else, right? Like this is, and in part, is this like, is this, uh, most American Protestantism. I don't want to say that sure. I'm a part of that system, but am I a little bit? I don't know. Um, no. Like, is this is this part of the side effects of of Protestantism in general? Is protest right? Is reaction yeah, yeah. against, and is that uh, potentially damaging? Because when we talk about the importance of like having like a solid confession. That's mm-hmm. not right. Like that is, and even Brad talked about like the new Calvinism was in part like, so like strong as a movement because it had this, maybe I don't, he didn't say this, so I don't want to put words in his mouth, but maybe more solid grounding that gave some more doctrinal depth to yeah. those who were looking for it or who found it. And, uh, you know, uh, I would obviously something that we've said is that, you know, having like a strong confessional background is really important. And this is one of the reasons for that. Uh, but also it, it, I'm just interested in this idea that like everything that I live in just as a whole, maybe it's just America, right? Maybe it's just American yeah. culture and I can't escape it. Uh, that America itself is reactionary. 
right? Yeah. We, we were founded on the revolution and it's never stopped and we're always going to be fighting and everything is about what we're against. And that inherently makes the system weak. Yeah. Am I wrong? He, I don't know. He, like us, is pessimistic on American evangelicalism, right? And like, right, he was, right, he's, again, because he's he's looking at this from his his level of expertise. He's, he was, he's right, he's not making value judgments, right, which is important for him in his, in his research. But right, he said, I'm pessimistic on American evangelicalism. Right. Just, wow. The other thing was, dude, you got right. I asked about confessionalism. Oh yeah. Those things don't really meet just it's amazing. Right. Calvinism. Oh uh, yeah. The confessional things. Yeah. They're, they've always been there, but they're not this right yeah. there. That's the, you know, another right. big thing we said is they're not this. Yeah. Um, and I would want to like, I'd want to look into that a little bit more. Like is there's clearly some overlap, right? Yeah. Uh, of course. Like there are, there are confessional denominations or or tim keller right he mentions it. right tim yeah. keller so tim keller's a major stag you've got kevin DeYoung, right like yep. these are these are guys from more confessional background and who like are you know very explicitly so right, right. like this is important to them and how they think about things um but is that yeah is that really uh, just not a real part of the movement even if it, it's part of who they are as individuals right. in the movement yes. it's not part of the movement itself so what about, this is the other thing. And this is a thing that is, I think when I texted you, when I, I, I read this or, or listened to this in, in something about his book that I was like, oh no, this might be the most discouraging thing, right? The, what kind of a resurgence it was. Yeah. Right. This wasn't the second great awakening. This wasn't like the, the Azusa street revival where charismaticism right. kind of explodes, explodes. around the whole world around the whole world yeah. what what did you think about what kind of a resurgence yeah like were we a part of what we thought was revival and was actually uh helping to put in power within the kind of religious evangelical landscape people who now probably hate our guts <laughs> <laughs> i hope they don't but but yeah this like this this like Oh, you know, old new boss, same as the old boss, but like the, you know, we, as we talk about the breakdown, now there's all these new gatekeepers and, and the question is, have they done a, a, a much better job, but if they're, if they have the same weaknesses, we probably haven't, we haven't, there has not been a market improve. Yeah. Have we really gone anywhere? This is interesting to me because uh, one of the kind of central themes within young evangelicalism across the board. So this is within the new Calvinism, within, uh, let's use some of, you know, Brad's categories, the emergent side within uh, the, you know, these, these, you know, kind of mainline evangelicalism. In the young, uh, there was always this reaction to like Mom. the the religious right, you know, yes. like the the this old school. We melted evangelicalism and politics, and how horrible that was, right? And yet, we've installed these new leaders, and 
we just now have instead of Pat Robertson, we have you know Russell Moore Russell. sitting cross-legged on you know the <laughs> oh, New no. York Times or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. You know, like, is it just we've literally just replaced like some people with other people, but it's the exact same thing. There is no difference here. This is why every article has to now be about Christian nationalism and why you should probably feel bad if you voted for Donald Trump because it's just a political system. It just happens to be on the other side of what it maybe once was. Yeah, Pastor Bowman has canceled himself in this <laughs> reaction to Now, our, I it, didn't say I don't like any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still want book endorsements. Uh, Brad, no. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Vermerlin, we we hope you come back. Um, yeah, sure. well, and I'm just saying, like as a system, right? Like this yeah, is what's going yeah, on as yeah, far as I can going see on. it. I that am outside of this on. as and, far as I could tell. I don't know. And, you as know. You, and right, someone is kind of going to fill those positions, and you have to like destabilize the old right. Like what you know, yeah. and it, and and it, and it isn't even like it's it's not necessarily they threw them out. The religious right was pretty old. Right. If that was right, the garters right. of orthodoxy, it doesn't mean they cynically like, you know, threw them out. It's Pat Robertson's a gajillion man. Like he's a he's <laughs> he is a, as old as dirt. And he is almost as old as Joe Biden. Probably. I know he's probably they're probably similar. Um, <laughs> but I think maybe the one of the big things that, you know, and I really don't like the like, look, science shows the Bible. But I just there was something when I heard about the weakness of evangelicalism just that I couldn't, I, you know, it, it just was just strong on my mind. This, they have no unified look, no unified vision, no unified doctrine, no unified mission. Mm. So in Philippians one, I just couldn't help think about how Paul talks about the strength of the Philippian church and what is going to advance the gospel of Christ uh, in, in 27. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened by anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation. And that is from God. What he described as evangelicalism and the weakness of evangelicalism is that it is a lack of this. Hmm. It is a lack of standing in one spirit, right? Yeah. One mind, right? A doctrine for the faith of the gospel, side by side, united. And yeah, not even the breakdown that he speaks about in the relational networks, right? Like this is this is a relational movement. Uh, and if those relationships are breaking down, that's what's, you know, causing the whole of the movement to fall aside. Uh, that's yeah. Wow. And that, and that this would be a sign to the world of its destruction and our salvation. Yeah. That, that is for all the good of evangelicalism. It, it does not, the center right cannot hold this. And, and I think, maybe what we're getting at is that it's almost like the more questions you ask the new Calvinists, the, I think the fragmentation was inevitable. We won't right. make him, we won't make him predict that, but right. Yeah. So great. We got that answer. Right. Ecle you know, like then it gets ecclesiology and it gets a little bit harder. 
to realistically right. hold together. Right. We now have let's... just a Baptistic flavor. Right. You could say. Right. Just and then let's start asking public theology questions like on social yeah. justice, race, all of these things. Yeah. And politics, then it's like political engagement in general. Yeah. Yep. And now. Right. And even some um, like what does you know, he talked about it's a it's a reaction against um, progressive sexual ethics. But now, I mean, right, even we're splitting over like, well, what is the real conservative sexual ethic? Yeah. Right. Like that's another thing. And so I just think that that is you know, that 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 there is a thing it cannot it can't hold. Mm. And. And, and 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 then maybe the final thing of, of that on that is it it can't hold. And we might even say like, well, there actually could be more than one answer to some of these things. Hmm. But because we don't again, we don't have a confession. Sorry that we're always going to promote that here. We can't say here are the absolute most important things. Right. And we go, yeah, yeah I guess we are going to disagree on those things because we've we have together studied the word in the church and said, yeah, and he, here are the things we must agree on. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this is inevitable without a strong confession. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just, it is inevitable. You can't hold around justification alone. Not that it's not important, like we've said, but that can't be the only thing. Thanks again for listening to Restless. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and contact us on social media or at our email. Yeah, that was great. I really did. I liked having Brad. I hope my uh, posturing on where things are at now does not scare him away. I don't think it will.